1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time here where sports meets life. You're listening on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT to internet streaming radio, and our internet streaming video is right here for you on Facebook Live on Facebook.com backslash Live Now DT. It is my honor and my privilege to bring you the top dog of the week. And that's going to lead right into our conversation here. So we are going to honor him and then jump right into it. And so the top dog of the week proudly presented by Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog Boarding doing great things in our community to help you out uh, with your furry loving friends. And you can bring them there for short and long term care and they get a ton of love. And so every single week, not only do they do great things in our community, but they're also doing great things every Friday with our top dog. And our top dog of the week this week is Thomas Lee, a.k.a. Snacks. Uh, Many of you have watched the video of Jackson State. He was a student manager since 2015 with the team, and on senior night, they got everything set up, ready to go, and the paperwork in and handled so that he could suit up, wear his jersey, and get out there on the floor. And so on senior night, he goes out onto the floor, and not only was he a part of the game, but his teammate found him, and he was able to nail a three, and that three-point shot, that swoosh was heard around the world, and such a tremendous story, and a tremendous moment for a tremendous person Thomas Lee aka snacks having that moment and since then life's been a little bit crazy hopefully in in all the good ways to uh, to have him out there doing interviews and speaking about his life. So we are going to talk about that moment. We are going to discuss some of that. But beyond what uh, Thomas is probably used to, we're going to talk about what he's doing now and how he's evolving now and what he's doing to continue to be a beacon of hope that he doesn't let that one shot be the only time that he truly is out here in society uh, showing you you know, what you can do and how you can help yourself. So that shot, to me, was the beginning of what Thomas Lee is going to do to change the world for the better, and I'm excited to have him here on the show today. So, with that being said, our top dog of the week, probably presented by Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog Boarding, is the man Thomas Lee, coming to us from Jackson State, the same place that Juanita Ward hails from, and so we're happy to have him here. Thomas, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. How about you,
1: I'm doing very well, Thomas, so, uh, you know, let's let us go, I want to go back to the beginning with you, you know, your love for the sport of basketball, I know you're a big fan of Kevin Durant, so when did you fall in love with basketball? Kind of bring me into your childhood a little bit, and when, when that became something that you really liked.
0: I probably fell in love with basketball, I probably around about six or seven, and it, it grew more and more once I started being around the Jack State men's basketball team, it kind of influenced my, you know, my my choice of sport, you know, over a course like band or any other hobbies that I had.
1: And for you, Thomas, like you said, uh, being around the team kind of influenced it more. Student manager, what made you want to do that? I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we always talk about the players that are on the floor, we talk about the guys coming off the bench, we talk about the starters, how many points they had, this, that, whatever, but we don't spend enough time talking about the the student manager and just how how you build those relationships with those players and how sometimes you're somebody that a player's going to lean on if they're having a tough moment, if they're going through injury, if they just need a laugh, if they need a pick-me-up. What made you want to be a student manager for the Jackson State men's basketball team? Early in, in my middle school years and my high
0: school years, I often wanted to play on the team, but pretty much throughout the course of those years, the coaches most of the time already had kind of an idea of what players they wanted, so I said if I didn't make the team, I always wanted to be around the team, so I chose to be a manager, and I, I really didn't have bad trials. I normally always had great trials, but you know they kind of had insight on the players they wanted, so. I I chose to continue to stick around the game and be around the guys and just the passion for it just grew over the years. And I I decided to just keep it rolling all throughout my college years as well.
1: What did it teach you, you know, for you to, to go through that adversity? Like you said, you didn't have bad tryouts and, you know, sometimes it just didn't come through and you didn't make the team. What did those moments teach you? Because, you know, you have a love for that and, you know, being. 100% real here on the show. You know, this morning as I always am. You know, I tried out for numerous basketball teams, and it was like, oh, no, you're too short. Ah, oh, you're a little bit slow. I need you to work on this. Yeah, you can shoot a three, but I need you to do this. And sometimes I felt like I did everything. I I felt like I left it on the floor. You know, I busted my butt right in front of the coach, hit nine out of ten threes in one practice, and then the game came around, and I still didn't even play. So. You know, I mean, I can understand those moments. What did those moments in your life teach you because you have such a love for the game? And I'm coming from the perspective of I get the frustration of it. So how did you handle that frustration?
0: Well, the mirror, it didn't bother me that I didn't make the team because I always had the mindset that I'd still be around the team and I'd find a way to, to um, be around. So I chose to be a manager, and, uh, you know, it kind of paved the way for what I'm doing now. So I, I think that was a great choice.
1: Uh, coming from Thomas Lee, aka Snacks, this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So you get you, you're a manager on the team, and you get to connect with Jackson State in that way. What were your what would have been your favorite moments of being a student manager? What can you tell me about maybe some of your favorite memories that you had being a manager and and being so close to the team and and being around these guys? Some of my favorite
0: moments probably include. Coming in my freshman year and going to the SWAC championship, unfortunately we lost by one. But to have that tournament experience and go to the championship your freshman year, that was that was major for me. Also being able to go to a last year we went to Portland and we hadn't we hadn't really get, we won many guarantee games in non-conference. We we had just got one of our best players back and we kind of went and got a guarantee game in Portland and. It was a, you know, they were a very, very talented team. So to be able to go on the road and get that, that game in that type of environment as well was fun. And of course, just being able to every year be able to, you know, travel and go to places around the world that I probably never would have went on my own. So that's that's definitely been fun. And of course, you know, my top moment was the shot. So over the years, I had a, you know, a great variety of experiences that, you know, I always remember.
1: Thomas, did you ever anticipate that, you know, when you said, you know, if I don't make the team, I'm going to be around the team? That was always something that you said you were going to do. And you did that with Jackson State and you became a student manager. Did you ever, in the back of your mind, have that moment, that hope of, you know, maybe, you know, maybe coach is going to give me an opportunity to play. Maybe I can, you know, find some way around this. If I get close to the team and I show them who I am and what I'm about and how I work and how much I care, that I'll get this. Did you? Did you feel like the the opportunity that you did get to be down on the floor on senior night? Did you ever think that that was going to happen, or were you just completely uh, surprised by Wayne Brent and and the staff and the decision to be able to do something like that for you? Oh no, it was it wasn't a
0: moment of being being around just to just to be able to play on senior night. I mean, I had a passion for my job, and yep. I just you know being a manager, it was you know something that I, I really enjoyed doing it. Helping the players not only, you know, just with practice operations things like that, but as well as uh, helping them off the court as well. You know, players struggle during the season, so sometimes they need advice. Or, or some players don't have transportation helping them get to and fro. And also, you know, going late night in the gym, 11, 12 o'clock at night. So it's, it wasn't just a matter of just being around to kind of influence culture. you know, maybe get that opportunity. It's just something that me and coach always joked about around my junior year and my senior year. And it's something I talked to my teammates about probably when I first got to college. But, well, you know, we often joked about it. And, you know, he said, we'll see when the time presents itself. And I think the year that I was supposed to graduate, I told him, you know, I was coming back to next year because the playoff right, race was too tight for me to play that year. So I came back the extra year. And luckily, you know, we we were in great shape. But we still were playing for seeding as well if we would have lost the game against Pine Bluff we probably would have moved from third to about six and end up having to go on the road. So it was still a, a crucial moment in the season. And he still, you know, thought, considered, you know, let me be able to dress out and had a special moment. So, you know, that speaks volumes so you know, the coach
1: loyalty. That coming here from Thomas Lee, coming to us here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Chinese menswear and tuxedo studios. The shot, the swoosh. Heard around the world by Thomas Lee that happened on Senior Night, uh, Coach Brent. You know, you just talked about him a little bit. What can you say about you know, like like you said, you know that you, you had hopes to do it. You had spoken with him about it before. You loved your job. You loved being a part of this team. You loved being connected to it. You were there for so many uh, reasons that that were just humble and and very. Uh, team-oriented to be there and to and to be there for your brothers and to help each other out. When the opportunity finally presented itself, what can you say about the character of Wayne Brents that he would give you this opportunity and give you this time to go out there and be a part of this? I mean, he helped open the door for this moment, and so what can you say about uh, Coach Brent and what it meant for you that he did that?
0: Well, I can say Coach Brent is a great guy. Anytime that you, you know value, from your your star player all the way down to your student manager and you make everyone feel important. That's always uh, special. You know, he kind of, you know, values everyone. I mean, we kind of have a relationship just, you know, outside of basketball. Like, his son, probably my freshman year and sophomore year, his son was probably in eighth grade or ninth grade and he wasn't driving at the time. So, you talking about someone that comes and works his son out at 6 a.m. and I'll take him to school, you know, and take him home so I can get a shower. And we, you know, take him to school and back or pick him up from school or, you know, kind of just help where I can be a helper. And, you know, we kind of develop you know, a great relationship and, you know, anything he needed, he always knew if he called and You know, I could, you know, I'd be there to help. As well as, you know, just being, you know, a good guy he is, you know, he doesn't, you know, make you feel unimportant. He always, you know, encourages everyone. He always motivates everyone. You know, he just makes everybody feel like, you know, their role and their job is crucial not only for just getting things done, but the team's success as well.
1: And, you know, Coach uh, Coach Brent, obviously, with everything going on, uh, he, he made this statement recently here. He said, quote, as we deal with our personal feelings on police brutality and injustice, I understand the frustration of the black community. I struggle with the thought of what if my son or daughter or one of my or one of the many players that I have coached had something terrible happen because they look different. Looting and rioting is not the answer, but neither is killing me with your knee on my neck. There will always be a struggle for freedom and justice, and we must be willing to come up with a plan. Pray, peacefully protest, and vote. End quote coach in that moment spoke about his children and he spoke about you and, and, and everybody that's a part of that team and said what would I do if it happened to somebody that I know what would it do if it happened to to my kids or to an extension of that family to the team uh, what do those words mean to you that the coach was willing to step out and say something like that and to obviously include you and your teammates in this and saying you know I can't imagine this happening to somebody that I'm responsible for
0: Right, like I said earlier, you know, it just speaks volume to his character and the type of guy he is. You know, just shows you know his you know his passion for his players, not only you know on the court when it's time to win and, and you know when he when he needs us, but you know as well as off the court, showing that you know the kind of you know character he has and
1: how he cares for his players as well. Thomas here with us this morning. Uh, Thomas Lee, who hit the big time uh, shots that was heard around the world and the opportunity that you got on senior night. Uh, bring me into that that moment and and, and knowing, obviously, that, that this chance was going to be there and this opportunity was going to be there for you to come out you know, you've spoken about the shot. I've watched some of uh, the other interviews you've had about this this shot that you took. Just bring me into it because, I mean, this is this is not a shot that, that's unfamiliar to you. This is not something that, you know, you weren't willing to do or something that you didn't, you know, do in practice and whatnot. So how confident were you in that moment? And just kind of bring me into that moment that you had because I, from what I could see from, from the uh, videos that were out there and whatnot, this, this is a shot that you were kind of maybe even used to taking.
0: All right. I was very confident coming into the game, of course, but I had mixed emotions as well. But coming into the game, I kind of had the, the idea in my mind of, you know, if I got the opportunity, I at least had to make one shot. And um, all my friends, all the people that I talked to, they all, you know, said, we believe you'll make a shot if you, you know, you get an opportunity, and you go out there and play. So that morning, I got up probably about 6.15, 6.30 in the
1: morning. I went and got shots up. I had beat Coach Brent to the gym that morning. Um,
0: I got shots up and then I, I you know, kind my of manager do this early that morning from, from, you know, making sure all the uniforms were out and making sure practice gear was ready and, you know, all the things that we use for practice. So I came and did that as well and I left and went to another gym and kind of got treatment. I got in the sauna and, and uh, got in the jacuzzi and things like this. So I kind of was Going about my day like I was, uh, you know, actual rotational player, and just you know coming into the game. You know, I had my game mode on, and, uh, interacting with fans a little bit. They didn't really know that I was dressing out. You know, they just was speaking, and I, you know, I always kind of, you know, engage with the alumni and fans and kind of, you know, show support so they know that, you know, we we're regular people as well. So uh, we had senior night and have given our posters and everything, and I think then it hit people once I walked out with shorts in the jersey zone that I was actually going to dress out with the team. So before the game, you know, Coach normally goes through a scouting report, but this time it kind of was different. He, he didn't actually go through the scouting report, and most times in, in basketball that's one of the more essential components of the game. And he, he changed from talking about the scouting report at all to just telling the team, you know, if you care about this guy, show me how much you guys care about this guy and go out and play hard because, you know, you got to have, a you know, a good lead for me to be able to go in. So it spoke volumes, and you know, how much the team cared. And, and it just, you know, shows their loyalty as well. And, and you know, you could kind of see the, the room light up and you can see all the guys, were you know, determined to go out and play hard. So i would be able to get that moment. So I appreciate my teammates for that as well.
1: And, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, your teammates, like you said, you know, to to get that lead, to get that opportunity uh, for you to get out there. And and what can you say about about that brotherhood on Jackson State and about your teammates and just what they mean to you? I mean, they they got the lead. They did what they needed to do. Obviously, you got fed the ball in transition. So there's a there there was so many things that went into this and making sure that you know, obviously, this happened. What does it mean to you that? You know they helped you have this opportunity, and that they cared about, you know, their brother. They they went outside of themselves to care about somebody. I mean, the family atmosphere at Jackson State, I would imagine, has to be pretty incredible for you.
0: Well, it's Jackson State is a, a family atmosphere from athletics all the way down to just you know regular you know student life. It's a there's a great family environment, but I mean, I love my teammates. You know, we 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 probably have one of the Closer teams that most teams probably have. You know, sometimes, you know, you have your clicks or you have, no certain teammates that don't just click together. But this, you know, Coach Brent kind of, you know, embraces the family environment. You know, we just are very close and we all, you know, hang out off the court and we just all have that chemistry off the court. So, you know, it kind of translate once we get ready to get into the actual game setting. And, you know, like when I got ready to get in the game, you know, my teammates would encourage me and they would tell me, you know, Comes the moment, it comes your time, and you know they were—they were telling me when you go in the game, we're coming to you every time. So don't worry about the misses. You know, just continue to shoot the ball, and we we know you'll make one. So they gave me a lot of confidence as well.
1: Coming from Thomas Lee here this morning on Wake Up Call with Dance Story, you got to meet uh, one of one of the actors that I have uh, tremendous respect for. You got to meet Danny Glover. How did that happen? Um, I, I got to meet him at a
0: radio station interview. I was. Interviewing at the local radio station, he had just got done, and I just ended up being able to, you know, uh, cross his path and just, you know, kind of speak and everything like that.
1: Did Did he say? Did he leave you with any uh, anything that you remember? Any anything notable that you took away from it?
0: Oh no, sir, we didn't really um, get a chance to just, you know, have a conversation. We just, you know, spoke.
1: And then, uh, you know, Kevin Durant, obviously, uh, you know, that's that's your favorite player. I know he sent you out a Jersey. I know he shouted you out and whatnot. Uh, what can you say uh, about that? I mean, every, every kid growing up, their dream is to hear, you know, from their idol, to hear from from that star that you've watched forever. Kevin Durant decided to, you know, send you a jersey. He put out the message, I see you, Snipe, and it had uh, reposted something. I mean, he he made such an effort on his own to show you love, and this coming from somebody that you've looked up to and and, and obviously uh, cared about. So what did that mean to you to be in that moment and to have uh, a connection and to actually have a bridge form between you and, and and somebody that you obviously respect and a game that you like to watch?
0: That's always major. Anytime that your, your favorite player notices you and knows who you are, you know it always is, it always is big to me. I just... I'm glad that he was able to see that shot. I mean, I wore 35 because he's my favorite player. And most of the time, I put that number on my my player. Well, you know, I, I'm just often in many debates with my teammates or you know friends that you know Kevin Durant is the best player uh, in the NBA. He's the best scorer of all time. Things like this. So, yeah. you know, I always vouch for Kevin Durant, and it's, it's just amazing that you know he recognized me on my big day and shouted me out and took time out of his day to recognize my own um, major moment.
1: And, and Kevin Durant, not just on the court but off the court, uh, showing love for his mom and uh, and, and being a, a real type of person if somebody wrote something or misquoted him, he always kind of came out and you know he stands up for himself. he stands up for his family and he he shows that love and that humbleness. What does that mean to you? and do you and, and, and can you point to somebody in your life that you feel like is the true uh, MVP so to speak, to use some of his words?
0: My family, you know, they can support my decisions, and they, they always, you know, even though they may not agree with it, they just always roll with the decisions that I make uh, in my, you know, life choices or whatever it may be. Coming into college, I probably was, they probably had predicted me to go play in the band, but, I mean, that kind of wasn't what I wanted to do, and they kind of stuck behind my decision to go be around the basketball team and, you know, stick with stick with basketball other than music, but I mean, I still found time to incorporate my music, such as my piano playing, but, I mean, they kind of originally wanted me to be in the Sonic Boom, but they wasn't, you know, the choice I wanted to make, and they kind of stood behind my decision, so that was, you know, that was that was special.
1: Thomas, you said you uh, play the piano. Do you, do you have uh, a favorite composer or a favorite, uh, you know, mu- musician or singer? I mean, do you have somebody that you look to when it comes to playing the piano? I don't
0: know, sir. I kind of, you know, not being cocky, I kind of just, you know, pattern, pattern, you know, my own style, kind of try to, you know, create my own kind of way. But, I mean, I respect a lot of different musicians and artists. I just, just listen to various genres and just kind of try to take different tips and pointers from those styles of music and kind of incorporate it into my own playing.
1: And how would you, how would you describe your style? And when you said you're kind of creating your own wave and whatnot, how would you describe you know kind of what you do on the piano and and uh, what you know kind of build that picture for some people out there?
0: Well, I just think I just have just a, you know, a combo style where you know you can you can get all different feels of, of vibes of, of music in my playing. Honestly, I mean it's kind of hard to just you know explain without someone visually hearing it.
1: Well, we're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to do something where we can listen into that and be a part of it. Speaking here with Thomas Lee, uh, Thomas. Before I let you go, uh, for you, since that moment, since that shot, you know, you've 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 obviously uh, made some life changes and you've done some things for yourself. You're continuing to work hard and and push yourself. In the video that you have pinned here, uh, you have the uh, statement: "During these times, I've decided to take a better approach to health." So far, I'm down 40 pounds. I'm not settling there. Fall in love with the grind, and you'll get the results you want. Never stop dreaming. You know me as snacks, but let that now mean I'm hungry for success. What can you say about you know what you've done since that moment? And you and I uh, video chatted for a few minutes uh, yesterday, and you know, and, and and I can definitely see the change. You can see the change in this video. Just what made you want to push yourself and to you know do more after everything happened, and you had that one shining moment essentially to say to yourself, you know what, I want so much more out of your life, what drove you to make this decision? I would
0: probably say, um just you know, I've always worked out, but I never really just stayed consistent with it. And after talking with my management and everything like that, I decided, you know, there was the next project that I wanted to do and lock in on on working out and, you know, letting people see the journey and, and kinda giving people a hands on access to know my day in the day out routines and things like that so it could not only help me to stay consistent and and the fans would you know continue to encourage me and motivate me but also to be able to motivate those people that may not have hope of you know being able to achieve their goals and just not just working out or just you know anything that they may want to pursue it just kind of gave them some hope to you know strive for greatness
1: and for you, do you feel like you've you've done that? Do you do you have people that have maybe written to you and responded to you, or maybe somebody you've seen in public? Do you feel that kind of your journey and and that shot that you took, as well as what you're doing now to to you know train and, and get your body to a place that you want to be at—healthy body, healthy mind? Ha- have you gotten a response from people saying that you've inspired them?
0: Most definitely, I get it all the time. Often, you know, a lot of people uh, hit me up or. DM me or call or text and say, you know, they're proud and, you know, it motivated them and now they're going to get out and do these things and it kind of fueled them as well. So um, I'm pretty, it's it's definitely been, you know, a great journey thus far and I want to continue to inspire others as well.
1: Final piece here with uh, Thomas Lee. You, you put up uh, three different things that I think are extremely important, especially right now. Uh, First of them being of all the people in the world, God created you to be you no duplicates no copies no remakes no recalls you deserve to be yourself bring me into that and your decision to put up words like that especially right now
0: you know everyone is unique in their own way and you just you know have to be yourself and you know you create for a reason so you know you got to ride your own ways and just you know be confident in yourself
1: and and then the two that kind of go together that you had put up here on social media don't lose yourself trying to impress the world. Stop letting people who do so little for you control so much of your mind, feelings, and emotions. The importance of you putting that up.
0: You know, you just have to stay level-headed and, you know, stay locked in and Just don't let, just don't let that, you know, just don't let, you know, people get in the way of you being happy or, you know, just don't try to, go around everything, you know, always thinking of others. You got to focus on yourself and just continue to, you know, just just work hard. You don't have to just try to go out. You, you know, you have to go out your way sometimes to, to help, but at the same time, you know, don't don't lose yourself in the midst of trying to help everyone else out. You know, you got to take care of yourself as well and
1: value yourself. That coming from Thomas Lee. Thomas, uh, we live in a world that obviously has been through a lot. With coronavirus and and everything that's happened, uh, we haven't been able to do simple things like give each other a hug. We've been separated, and then amidst all of that, we're we're seeing the separation. That is all too prevalent in our society that needs to stop. So, uh, for you, as a, a, a final statement here, for for that shot that you took, that opportunity that you got, that moment that you had, that has spearheaded and kind of uh, given you a platform here even more so to be on a stage, which I'm sure you've always been on. And as you continue to to uh, speak from this stage, what does the world need to know? About equality, about chasing your dreams, about believing in yourself, because you represent so many wonderful things, and one of the most beautiful things you represent is the color of your skin, which God chose for you. So, what do you want to say to the world as we sit here today and we have an opportunity to enact positive change? What can we do? I would
0: say to always, you know, keep God first and continue to, you know, believe in yourself and always have, have confidence in yourself, although, you know, different things may try to come and distract you or take your mind off your common goal, just continue to do what you know is great work and You know, I always know that at any time your mom could come, so you always have to, you know, find ways to maximize your potential and just, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, make sure, you know, you, you value it and you make the most of it. And
1: hey, coming from Thomas Lee. Thomas, I appreciate it. I know you spent some extended time with us today, so I thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you. I'm happy that you had your moment and I'm happy that you're turning that moment into moments and truly inspiring so many people out there. So keep doing what you're doing and, and keep taking care of yourself and uh, I am very, very happy for you and, and I'm happy for what you represent of believing in your dreams and and trusting in yourself. So keep being positive and I know you always have a place here on the show, okay? I
0: appreciate it. Thank you for giving me a chance to come on the show and share my story with kind of you know, give hope to
1: others as well. Absolutely, Thomas. Well, thank you for what you're doing. I'll look forward to talking with you soon. Yes, sir. Take care. That coming from Thomas Lee once again here, a.k.a. Snacks from Jackson State University. And he went from the Jackson State University men's basketball student manager to an, uh, truly an, an overnight sensation and people paying attention to the video of him hitting that three-point shot when he was put into the game on senior night, given the chance taking the shot, and just dropping it. And and that swoosh heard around the world spearheaded, like I said, the opportunity for Thomas to go out and speak in so many different places to so many different people around the world and to be able to speak with us here today. I don't think Thomas will ever uh, truly know to the extent what he's done for the world. I'm sure that he gets a feel for it, but there's something beautiful you know, about, about just believing in your dreams and there's something about staying with it. And like he said, he loved being a student manager. He loves that job. He loved that opportunity. And the fact that it got him on the floor uh, eventually is a great thing, but that's not what he was there for. He was there to help. He was there to care. He was there to love. He was there to be a, a good teammate and a good person. And then that opportunity came. And like he said, when opportunity presents itself, you know, we always ask God for the opportunity. God, give me the opportunity, give me the opportunity, give me the opportunity. When it presents itself, are you ready? Because I've asked for opportunities before. And I've asked for years and years and years and years and years. And then they came and I was like, I'm not ready. So it's one thing to ask for the opportunity. More importantly, you got to be ready. Because the opportunity is going to come on God's time. But your preparation is on you. So shout out to Thomas for being ready. Shout-out for him trusting in himself. Shout-out to his teammates. Shout-out to his coach. Shout-out to the words that his coach, uh, Wayne Brent, said that went well beyond uh, the world of sports. And for Thomas to, you know, do what he's doing now I think is fantastic. He could have been a kid that hit that shot that one time. Now he's a kid that hit that shot that one time who is now inspiring others and determined to helping himself. He is getting ready for the moment. Whatever that next moment is going to be, he's taking care of himself. He's taking care of his life. He believed in himself and he banked on himself no matter if people believed in him or not. That is a message. And getting that opportunity, he took it and he was ready for it. That is a message. And after that opportunity happened, he didn't let it define him because Thomas Lee is a man who every single day is living in this world. He's not just living in this world on that one shot. He's living in this world all the time. And that is another message. So shout out to Thomas Lee for bringing us so many positive messages at a time that we truly, truly need it. May that shot never be forgotten. And may the next act in Thomas Lee's life be even more sensational.